BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Another laugher. All right, wrap-up show. John with you. Jim is uh, MIA. Um, he texted me about 20 minutes ago. He's in. And then he texts me he's out because he's sneezing. And now here's the thing. When Jim sneezes, one thing I know about Jim. By the way, Padre's a laugher over the Nationals in game one. They win a 13-3. When Jim starts sneezing, he can't stop until he goes to sleep. Like he literally has to sleep for eight hours, and then the next day he's fine. Um, it's really bizarre. It's It's truly bizarre. So Jim is out. I'm here with you guys. We're going to break it all down. Um, Padres, I mean, you know, you don't want to drink the Kool-Aid as of yet, I wouldn't say, but the last couple of games have been encouraging at least, considering what we saw earlier in the week up in San Francisco against the Giants. But to get game for that series against San Francisco, we didn't have a wrap-up show last night. And then to win tonight 13-3, um, I mean, better than the alternative, which is having lost on Thursday and, and losing here today. So still two games under 500, um, still some things to work out, like winning close games, like hitting with men in scoring position in the clutch. But, you know, this game was close for a while, four or five innings, and then they opened it up, six-run inning. Xander Bogarts, you love to see it. He has been mired in what is seemingly a season-long slump. It's not. It's more like a two-month slump, whether it's the – you know, the wrist or mental or physical or whatever it is. Xander Bogarts hit a home run today for just the second time since the 1st of May. So Bogarts homers, Soto homers. Soto, by the way, you look at the numbers for Juan Soto this year, and quietly it's one of the best seasons in the National League. I think he's top five right now in OPS. And the Padres just, you know, rely on their offense, which they haven't typically done at home. And then Joe Musgrove, first time this season going seven innings. So it's encouraging Um you want to get greedy. Can you sweep this series? And on paper, you say, man, the Nats are really struggling. They are 3-14 and 14 in their last 17 games. I think they're 1-6 in their last seven. But there, there's, a, there's a however in there. The Padres are going to use a spot starter who's going to make his major league debut, the converted knuckleballer, Matt Waldron. There has not been a knuckleballer in the, knuckle, knuckleballer in the big leagues in over two years. And he will pitch for the Padres tomorrow, which speaks kind of the depth issues that A.J. Preller has been dealing with. 
here in 2023. But I think tonight, let's enjoy it. Let's see if they can build off of it. And it's an interesting stretch here. Nationals at home. Pittsburgh's been awful. And then it's going to be a crazy scene in Cincinnati. If anyone's following that story, they've won 12 straight. Ellie De La Cruz has taken baseball by storm. And the Padres will be in Cincinnati next weekend. But first things first, Padres win here tonight over the Nationals. They do so by a score of 13-3. to So, John Schaefer with you on the wrap-up show. Please subscribe if you are here. So, please subscribe if you are here. Please smash the like button as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Really do appreciate the Super Chats. There's no possible way I can keep up with the chat tonight. I will be able to look at the Supers because they're in separate columns. So if you want to make sure that I interact with your comment, if you want to support our work, if you want to kind of lead the direction of the show, a little bit of a choose-your-own-adventure, you can click the dollar sign below the chat box, get your comment in with a Super Chat. We really do appreciate those. If you want to become a member of the channel, you can do that as well by clicking the Join button down below you get custom emojis and badges in fact before we even get started here tonight what i want to do is i want to point people to the pinned link at the top of the chat which is let's see is for this item the brand new charlie brown peanuts big head bobblehead there are 150 of these available we told you previously about the snoopy big head bobblehead and i told you it would sell out and look what it says this is sold out. So there are 150 of the Charlie Brown bobblehead. If you use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10 or WRAPUPSHOW10 in all caps, you will get a 10% discount off your order. Click the link. It is pinned in the top of the chat. Charlie Brown, switch hitter, came off the bench tonight. Um, could be valuable for this offense in the second half. Charlie Brown, peanuts, big head bobblehead from our friends at FOCO. Again, promo code WRAPUPSHOW10 in all caps, WRAPUPSHOW10. Get 10% off your order. All right, let's get into it here tonight. I want to start with the Supers and our buddy Juan Soto Walks. Thank you, Juan Soto Walks, for getting us started here on this Friday night. Um, he says this team is a great front runner. Yeah, it's interesting. They haven't been involved to that point. And, you know, this team's two games under 500, and we're nearing the halfway point. I think the halfway point is Thursday in Pittsburgh. Um, but the Padres have not been a team to get involved in a lot of back-and-forth games. Maybe that's Petco Park, which hasn't been a good hitter's park this year. It's changed a little bit for the Padres from the last homestand where they went 4-2 and two to tonight, where they won 13-3 here over Patrick Corbin. Uh, they haven't played a lot of back-and-forth games this year, if you think about it. I mean, they've been on the wrong side a little bit this week, where they had a lead in San Francisco Monday, had a lead Tuesday. It wasn't back-and-forth. They just had late leads that they couldn't hold. Um, you know, the one thing that's really plagued them is the lack of clutch hitting. Worst clutch hitting team in baseball, I think, defined by, you know, basically what they're doing in tie games, one-run lead, one-run deficits in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. They've been the worst team in baseball. And they haven't hit with men in scoring position consistently. We know that. At least coming into tonight, they were the worst team in baseball with men in scoring position as well. Uh, tonight for the Padres, 6 for 14. And I think they had 5 or 6 hits yesterday with men in scoring position. So there's still half a season to go, and maybe that does eventually turn. Um, so front-running team is an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, that, they've blown some people out occasionally. The offense, by the way, in June is much improved. And I, I don't know how we can officially quantify it if we just looked at you know slugging percentage, OPS, run scored, hits, batting average, whatever you want to look at. And I don't have it in front of me. I got to assume it's like a top five baseball or top five offense in baseball in June, isn't it? I mean, the last two days they've scored 23 runs. They've had a number of other games where they've scored five or six runs in June. There's been some disappointing games in there as well. But 
you know, I would think with the sample size, they played 21 games, I want to say, in June, and they're 12 and 9, and they've had a couple of 10 run outputs here recently. I got to think it's a top five, six, seven offensive baseball here in June. So, again, indicators that we've talked about, they've never put it together consistently all year long, nearing the 80 game mark. They haven't won more than three games in a row. I mean, we've talked about it all season long. And are we finally in that moment? You like getting the lowly Nationals at home. I don't know if you love pitching Matt Waldron tomorrow. If they can back Waldron offensively and win tomorrow, I'm going to feel pretty good about them overcoming a hurdle and then maybe putting together a four-game winning streak come Sunday against Washington. But thank you, Juan Soto Walks. I think it's a good point. I appreciate the Super. Thanks, guys, for the Supers. Thanks for hanging out. Please subscribe if you're here. We appreciate the Supers. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. Jim Russell AI, thank you for hanging out. Uh, considering Real Jim isn't even here. He says, Real Jim is soft. Thanks for the stream, John, LFGSD. I appreciate it. No, he's not. Honestly, as much as we rag on Jim, and I think most people do, whether it's on social media or on the wrap-up show, and I do it, obviously, on John and Jim as well. Jim, you know, let's be honest, because of what we do here with the radio show every single day, with the wrap-up show six days a week, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, you know, he, he can take a day. I think Wednesday, actually, I took half a show off, didn't I? Where was I? I was at the World Across Championships at Snapdragon Stadium. So, you know, he's engaged to his fiance. It's a Friday night. Is it sneeze related? Is it fiance related? Is it the fact that I had half the show off on Wednesday related? Whatever it is, Jim will be back Sunday. I promise you that. Jim will be back Sunday where we recap um, this series. But thank you, Jim Russell AI, for hanging out here tonight. 15 hits, by the way. For the Padres here tonight, 15 hits, 13 runs. You know, you look at the final score and say, man, what a laugh. For, I, I think it was, by and large. It was one nothing into the bottom of the fifth inning, but, you know, Nationals never led in this game. And then the Padres scored six runs in the fifth inning. We know if you've been here throughout the course of the season or you've been watching this team, Padres don't have a lot of big innings. That crooked number, Genesis 1-1. We used to have a game notes section called Genesis 1-1 in the big inning, not the not in the beginning. Um, when I was in minor league baseball and you'd have like a team that could score, you know, four runs plus in an inning Padres have not had a lot of big innings, not a lot of crooked numbers. They had two tonight, six run fifth, four run seventh. This is what you should do to pitchers like Patrick Corbin. When you get him on the road, Corbin has been better this year than he had been previously with the nationals, but he wasn't good tonight because of that fifth inning, five runs, seven runs. They got to the bullpen as well here tonight. You want to get to the soft side of someone's bullpen, get a starter out after five innings. The Nationals have been awful. They played all right for six weeks. They've been awful the last couple of weeks. So you get to Patrick Corbin. And then the, the other story here is, and I've heard Joe Musgrove talk about it publicly at some point recently, where he's like, you know, you don't understand fully the benefit of spring training until you miss one. Um, and that's what happened for Joe, obviously, this year because of the kettlebell. And then he was so enamored with getting himself back as quickly as possible, which we all understand and we all respect. But he probably went a little too hard in his effort to get back. Now he's had this like situation with the elbow where he needs to manage it. Not, not because it's an elbow injury, but bursa sack, whatever that even means, uh, he's had to deal with. But you know, this is the Joe Musgrove we saw a lot in 2021 and 2022. I thought he was very efficient, by the way, tonight. I'm looking at the pitch count. 90 pitches in seven innings. What's the math on that? Um, just under 13 pitches per inning. I think I have that right. Just under 13 pitches per inning. Uh, 90 pitches, seven innings for Joe Musgrove. Seven innings, six hits. He'll scatter. You know, he'll do this. There's guys in scoring position, but he's getting out of spots. 
Seven innings, six hits, one run, no walk, seven strikeouts. And you look at the last two starting pitching performances by the Padres from Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove, and they've been, you know, dominant, to be honest. I mean, obviously, Snell was absurdly dominant. Musgrove end result is is pretty much dominance when he's able to go seven innings and, you know, do what he did here tonight, which is throw 90 pitches, allow just one run and strike out seven. So... Very encouraging. That's my dog, by the way. Um, if you've if you've been following the story of my dog, we'll stop coughing in a second. As I take a detour here, it's been, I'm telling you guys, man, it's been an interesting month, right? I, I flew out east for my dad who had open heart surgery. He's doing well, by the way. He's doing better. I appreciate those that have asked about him over the last couple of weeks. Um, my dog has had um, all of his teeth removed two months ago now had been coughing obsessively for like a month straight. He's older. Um, but they we took him to the vet yesterday, and they gave him some type of shot, and he's kind of stopped coughing, and he's, he's I don't know, seemingly better in the last 24 hours. So cross your fingers for Sullivan. So it's, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, couple of months, to be honest. Uh, let me get back to the Super Chats, guys. Thank you. Uh, J.D. Gaccio, always good to have you here. Thank you for hanging out tonight. He says, Jim's allergic to winning streaks and CP3 on the dubs. Yes, good point. This is a guy that he you know, killed, so to speak, Chris Paul for the last decade. Now he's on the Warriors and Jim's this huge Warriors honk. And now he's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've always liked Chris Paul. Yeah, I think he could help us win. Um, and maybe he is, yeah. You know Jim. Jim does his best work following a loss, right? Does he do his best work following a win or a loss? Put that in the chat. I think by and large is probably following a loss, to be honest. Eric, thank you. Um, th- look at everyone contributing to the Supers to rip Jim. He says Jim is lame. And kind of lazy. You need a new partner. Thanks for being here, John. Okay, so if we were to Wally Pip Jim, who would we do it with? Like, you could choose anyone. Seriously. I mean, Jim will kill me for doing this. Like, is it is it Ben Fadden? Is it someone else on San Diego Sports 760? Is it someone else in the San Diego Sports media? Is it an entertainer? Is it a celebrity? Is it a former Padre? Whom is it? Who is it? If you could pick someone, if we could just Wally Pip Jim, and you could pick someone to work with me on the wrap-up show, not named Jim Russell, who would you pick and why? Put it in the chat. I was about to say 70470, start it with team. You could do that as well. I could, I could check the text line at San Diego Sports 760. But if Jim got Wally pipped for whatever reason, because he sneezes a ton, because he's never read a book, um, because he can't say things like shoulder surgery, um, if he got Wally pipped, who would you like to see him Wally pipped by? Put that in the chat. I'll check the chat in a moment if you want to put that in the chat. I think that's kind of fun. Um, Zach, thank you for the super. He says, uh, what are your thoughts on Kim batting leadoff? I mean, it worked out beautifully, did it not? Here's what, I'll, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about that. Because obviously Kim isn't the overall hitter of these you know big four bats that the Padres have led by Fernando Tatis Jr., um, the conversation that played out a little bit on social media earlier today, I tweeted, you know, once Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. right now are fifth and sixth in the National League in OPS, on base plus slugging. Yet they've been, you know, first and second in your lineup for most of the season with Tatis back from suspension. Well, you, you wonder, do you want to put, do you want to move them down in the order? You say, well, hold on. If they've got the highest OPS, shouldn't they be higher in the order? They're getting more plate appearances. But, but I would say, well, hold on. High OPS players are capable of driving runs in. So do you want to throw Bogarts towards the top? Do you want to throw Kim towards the top? Do you want to put, you know, Machado in front of Soto, right? These, these are questions I think that are 
that should be asked that are fair because you know when you have Machado and Bogarts behind these two players, well, Machado and Bogarts have vastly underperformed this year. You know, Machado in this game, if 15 hits, he was over fourth in RBI ground out. Um, you know, Bogarts really encouraging the three-run home run, two hits overall, extremely encouraging. It's not going to make his season though. We need to see it with more consistency. I mean, he was so such in a rut that he didn't even play Thursday, right? So, and I didn't even know if he was going to play today. I think Jim was advocating to give him another day. Any any homers here today? So we have to wait on Bogarts, as we know. Um, I think we have to wait on Machado. We're not going to. I'm not going to vilify him for his 0 for Fortnite in a 13-3 win. But do you move Tatis and Soto down, and do you put? You know, do you look at the lineup where maybe it's a Hassan Kim leading off? Maybe it's a Bogarts leading off. Maybe you're moving a Cronenworth up. I mean, you're just looking for traffic for those two players, right? Machado's grinding into double plays. Tatis and Soto are hitting balls hard. You know, Bogarts has been terrible with men in scoring position recently. Tatis and Soto are hitting the ball hard. So that's a long way of me saying, Zach, that yeah, I'm I'm willing to consider changing the lineup to provide more RBI opportunities for Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto. That, that's my point here. Kim has had a solid year. It's not spectacular. Very good defensively. Good enough on offense. I don't know what more you could ask of him. He's a 734 OPS player. I mean, he's not going to be an 800 OPS player. He won't be. He's hit for average, though, a little bit, and he's had a little bit of pop. Um, so, you know, we like what we saw from Hassan Hassan Kim tonight. He hit seven home runs. You know, that's, that's a decent number when you look at what the Padres have done with home runs. All right. Uh, subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button. Thank you for the super chats. If you want to make sure I see your comment here tonight, interact with the comment. You can click the dollar sign. It is below the chat box. I will get to all of the supers. Okay, let's laugh at this for a second, what people are saying in terms of um, who should be my co-partner if we Wally Pip Jim or if Jim gets Wally Pipped. Eric says talking friars. Um, Bruce says himself. J.D. Gaccio proposing Colin Coward or Chris Broussard. I don't know if either are going to do this night in and night out, if I'm being honest. Hog. What do you guys think about Hog as a possibility uh, to join us night in and night out? Hacksaw, interesting. Would love to have Annie on the show as a uh, a guest wrap up show host. Would love to do that. Absolutely. I, yeah, I don't know if he's going to do it. I like the idea. <laughs> Maybe Bernie following losses. I don't know about wins. Faye would be fun. Yep, absolutely. I like that. I do. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily. His area of interest, is he a Padres fan? I have no idea. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. I don't know where the topic would would take us. I don't know where the chat would take us, potentially. Uh, yeah, I like that, Kevin. Absolutely. I think that's a wonderful idea. Mud Grant, love that. Really do. Um, Jesse, thank you for the super. He says, I'll be your new partner. Everyone wants it. Thank you, um, Jared. I think I might have just said Jesse, but thank you, Jared, for your super and for your membership and for modding on this channel over the course of the last couple of years as well um do appreciate it appreciate you guys hanging out here tonight emma stone that's a good one that is a very very good one uh let's see what else here guys yes we need to get Mark. honestly i need to get mark as a guest host one night don't we i mean mark's been with us since like day one i'm going to tell you about mark in a moment but that's a that's a great idea that really is a uh, fadden has done it yeah we've had fadden at least a handful of times um so fadden's getting some love he really is um yeah pre- maybe preller in 2024 craig elston shout out craig what's going on 
Um, just running through a few of the Darnay Trip. Great call. Would love that. Stay tuned for something with on that, by the way. Um, more of Darnay. Stay tuned for that. That's a tease. That is a tease. Um, absolutely, Darren. Darren would be terrific. Darren's awesome on the Padres, obviously. Catch him on San Diego Sports 760 before me and Jim. Um, Quan, yeah. It was good to hang out with Quan and meet Quan down at the Blind Borough earlier today. So I like it. Keep the suggestions coming. It's kind of fun. Um, and while you do that, and there's so much to get into tonight. We're just getting started. So please uh, settle in, grab a drink, kick the legs up, um, enjoy your Friday evening, whether you're here live or on replay. Maybe you're watching on Saturday. Thanks for hanging out. Really good performance, obviously, the last couple of days by the Padres, who, who desperately needed it, considering where they were following Wednesday's game against the Giants, having lost the first three games of this series. But, you know, Padres have found themselves in this situation a lot. They'll fall four or five under. They pull back to within a game or two. Is this finally going to be the time they get over 500 and it would come at the right time where there's still half the season to go. And we'll see if they're able to get over that hump this weekend into that road trip starting in Pittsburgh next week or not. Regardless, we need to thank Mark Nimitz. He's the title sponsor of the wrap up show. He's a huge supporter of this channel. He's a native San Diegan. He is a lifelong San Diego Padres fan. And he has done just, um, he's been a huge supporter of the channel and we never get it off the ground without Mark. I always tell people that. There's no way we're doing this each and every day without you guys hanging out with us. It just doesn't happen. So without your support, without Mark's support, it doesn't happen. And the whole point of the partnership is if you're here live or on replay, get in contact with Mark. Seriously. I mean, he's just like you guys. He really is. He wants to talk to you about the Padres. He wants to save you money. Simple as that. I got homeowners. I got earthquake. I got life insurance through Mark. Call him up. We'll take care of it. It takes a few minutes and he'll take care of it. He'll get you the quotes. We'll save you money. If he can save you money, great. And if you have an opportunity to save money elsewhere, he's going to understand that as well. But here's the difference. Not only is he going to save you money, he's going to offer you this personalized service. He's a great insurance agent. I've had him for multiple years. I had a claim in here in 2022. We had the flood. He saved us thousands of dollars and he took care of everything. I just sent off a text and literally Mark Nimitz took care of the whole process. And it was unbelievable. And he just saved us so much time and money. So if you support our work, if you support this channel, please get in contact with Mark. We really do appreciate it. Whatever your insurance needs are, you can click the link in the description down below to get to his website. All the quotes are free. Auto home, business life, condo renters, whatever it is. If you support our channel, get in contact with Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. And Mark, thank you again for your support of the wrap-up show. Um, okay, so Padres tonight, 13-3 over the Nationals. I think some of the some of the overarching storylines, because we're not going to get into everything that transpired here tonight. We can. I mean, the, I think the story tonight, Joe Musgrove, Xander Bogarts, big innings. Juan Soto quietly has put together one of the better years in the National League. And the Padres all of a sudden have been better at home, where they had a winning homestand for the first time, their last homestand, and win here tonight 13-3. I think what's really interesting is what the Padres are going to try to you know, pull over us, so to speak, tomorrow, which is pitching Matt Waldron. Now you say, why on earth are they pitching Matt Waldron, who signed for five grand by the Indians when they were the Indians four or five years ago? And it wasn't working out there. He was converted to a knuckleballer, I think, in the Padres organization in 2021. And first, first things first, the reason they need a spot start, and we think it's only a spot start, is because of Michael Waka, which is concerning. Now, they say shoulder fatigue – um, it, it kind of perked my ears up a little bit because, first of all, you, you want 
nothing related to any injury with Michael Waka, as effective as he's been and as valuable as he's been for the Padres this year. And I'm just wondering if it's shoulder fatigue as opposed to shoulder fatigue, if that makes sense. And if you're listening to the podcast, click the link in the description down below if you want to ever get a link to the podcast and subscribe, um, as opposed to watch the show if you're out and about driving, going for a jog, working out. You can click the link in the description down below. You can get to our podcast because we have the audio uh, edition of the wrap-up show as well. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm doing the kind of like bunny ears or antennas with the um, with the quotes there because I think they have to manage the innings of Michael Wacko. Jim's talked about it for weeks. I mean, he, he can't throw 200 innings. And he might be pacing for close to that if you were to include the postseason if they were to make it. And he you know, could make a few starts potentially in the postseason. Maybe that's a little aggressive. But even if he's pacing towards like 175 innings, that's a big number. And he hasn't thrown more than like 125, 130 in years. So you can't go from 125 to 180. That doesn't usually happen. In the big leagues, maybe you can go from 125 to 145. Maybe you can go to 150, 155. But again, you, you got the second half to think about, and hopefully you have the postseason to think about as well. Now, again, you got to get there. He's a big way for you to get there as well. So anyway, long story short, is Matt Waldron is going to be your pitcher tomorrow. And you say, well, why Matt Waldron? I literally asked Kevin Acey today on John and Jim, like, Okay, so no Michael Walker. Why Matt Waldron, who's a knuckleballer with a 7.02 ERA in 14 games in AAA, having allowed 11 home runs in 66 innings and a 1-7 whip, and it's never appeared in the big leagues? It's like, because they have no one else. Which, you know, gets us back to the original point, and, you know, time is a flat circle. It's like, what about the depth that A.J. Preller has been unable to build in his organization for a long period of time? 2021, no starting pitching depth. Um, 2020, no starting pitching depth. Look at the postseason without Lamette, Clevenger, whomever else, right? I mean, they had no one. They were, there was like bullpen day against the Dodgers um, in that NLDS. Now, this year, starting pitching has been effective, but there's no depth. I mean, you skip one star for Michael Waka, and you are starting a 26-year-old journeyman, Matt Waldron. And it's with all due respect. I hope he pitches beautifully, and he can. We all know baseball. And, I mean, maybe they try to, you know, it's four or five innings, and – there's not a lot of film on him, and no knuckleballer has pitched in the big leagues in over two years, and maybe it works. And the Nationals aren't very good, so maybe it works. Maybe it's four innings, one run. Maybe it's five innings, two runs. And with this offense, I mean, maybe it's four innings, four runs. But with this offense the last couple of days, maybe they're able to score six, seven, eight runs tomorrow. It's at least possible. I think it's Josiah Gray tomorrow for the Nationals. They're you know, prized up-and-coming pitcher. who's had a, a nice year, sub four ERA, so it won't be as easy potentially as it was today. But – it's an interesting story. I mean, opponents are hitting 315 off Waldron. I think it's a nice story if it works out. And if it doesn't, there's a lot of second guessing that's going to go on tomorrow. That's my guess. I think there'll be a lot of second guessing tomorrow. If it doesn't go well, we'll be saying, man, this was the series they needed to sweep. Now they can't accomplish it. Now it's a rubber match on Sunday. What if they lose that game? Can't lose a series to the Nationals. So I think a lot hinges on tomorrow. You win tomorrow, you've matched your longest winning streak of the year. You'd have a three-game winning streak. You put yourself in position to sweep on Sunday. First three-game sweep of the year if you pull it off. First four-game winning streak of the year if you pull it off. Padres are one of – at last check, it was – I didn't check. I haven't checked for three weeks, but three weeks ago there were three teams that haven't had a four-game winning streak this year or longer. Padres are one of them. So at most right now there are two other teams that have not won four or more games at most, and the Padres are one of those teams. So if not now, then when is what we've been saying. If not now, then when. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But you got to get over the hurdle of Matt Waldron starting. And again, I like the story. I mean, you guys know I've spent a lot of time in minor league baseball. There's a lot of great stories like Matt Waldron. And honestly, if I was working in the PCL and I was calling games in El Paso like Tim Haggerty, and if I was riding buses and flying planes with Matt Waldron, I'd be absolutely thrilled for him. And I think personally, it's a, it's an, it's a great story. It's a really unique story. I'm not as much vested in that. I'm, I'm with you guys. And this is a results-based business. And A.J. Preller is tasked with putting his team in position to win. And now 162 spot starts happen. Bullpen games happen. The Giants just had two and a half bullpen games against the Padres and you know, navigated it beautifully. And they've been without, a, you know, a multitude. They've been without multiple starting pitchers this year, and they've navigated it really well. So, you know, game has changed, we know. I mean, you can, you know, navigate things with your bullpen and throw six or seven pitchers in a game, and, and maybe it works with Matt Waldron, and, and maybe he makes multiple appearances and he's successful, or maybe it doesn't go well. And, again, that's where you open yourself up to um, the critique and the criticism. So, We'll see. I mean, his numbers, and it's not just this year with the 702. It was last year with the 626. Um, you know, he has not posted an ERA under four and a quarter, basically, since becoming a knuckleballer. Four and a quarter, 6.26, 7.02, big leagues. That, that's a rarity. I mean, that again, having spent a lot of time in the minor leagues, usually it's a little bit of a results-based business, not solely, but guy that signs for 5K that's a journeyman that converts to a knuckleballer is making a spot start for the Padres on a Saturday night in front of 45,000 people. Interesting story. And let's see if they can find a way to um, to win that game. Because, you know, it's, it's not that they – Jim was saying today, you know, it's almost like they have to sweep the series. I'm not willing to go there. They don't have to sweep anyone in June. They don't have to. They may have to if they were the Royals or the A's, but we wouldn't even have that conversation. If we were doing the Royals wrap-up show or the A's wrap-up show, we're not talking about the playoffs. I don't, I don't know who would be here. I don't even know. what that. If it was the A's, we'd be talking about Vegas. If it was the Royals, we'd be talking about the Chiefs, right? So simple as that. Um, but with the Padres and with the expectations, and I even saw some quotes tonight post-game from Xander Bogarts, who's like, we have everything we need right here. We need to now take advantage of it. Joe Musgrove post-game saying, we are – Overly aware of the standings. We understand our positioning. We understand the urgency. We understand now is the time. Now we've heard it before. We've heard we've heard the talk before. You like to think maybe it's a little more real based on what we've seen the last couple of days, but a couple of days doesn't make a, a run. A couple of weeks can make a run, and a couple of months can make a run. So let's see if they can keep this thing go- going. And again, we've been fooled before with this team. So I'm, I'm not over the moon right now. If you've been with us for the last 30 minutes here tonight, I'm measured. I'm optimistic based on these two days. I'm hopeful based on there still being 80-plus games. But I'm a realist and know that the Padres have real work to do to put themselves back in playoff positioning. And they're not going to do it in just one series. I mean, even if they sweep this thing, that doesn't afford them then the opportunity to have a bad road trip. So anyway, my point is you don't have to sweep this series, but you'd like to sweep this series. And – it seems like silver platter stuff. You do have to win this series. You don't want to fall further behind. 
and under 500, right? So especially after winning game one, you just utterly have to win this series. And if you're going to sweep someone, wouldn't it be the Nationals at home? But again, we'll see how Matt Waldron works into that dynamic here over the next uh, 24 hours. All right, let me get back to some of these Supers. Guys, appreciate you hanging out. Really uh, good to be with you on this Friday night. However you are watching, whether it's live or on replay, please subscribe. If you're a baseball fan, if you're a Padres fan, we are here for you each and every night in season, off-season content, year-round exclusive content for Padres fans. Appreciate the Supers as well. If you want to make sure we get your comment, if you want to make sure I see your comment, if you want to kind of direct the conversation here in the chat as well, if you just want to support our work, I can click the dollar sign below the chat box like our buddy Juan Soto walks. Thank you, Juan Soto, again. I don't know if you're actually Juan Soto, but that'd be kind of cool. Um, if you are actually Juan Soto, I would appreciate Supers that are um, potentially larger than $2. But thank you, Juan Soto walks. He says weather's not available. I don't think it's about availability. Um, the way options work is a year is an option. So weathers can be option five times in a year. That's one option. Now, they've put more rules in with the CBA on the number of times a player can be optioned within one year. I forget what the number is. It's not three. It's a bigger number than that, but it's not 10 anymore. Is it five? Is it six? I forget what it is. Um, and there's also a period of time after an option that you can't then be re-optioned up. So I think two things. We've seen Ryan Weathers. It's an interesting dichotomy. Weathers to Waldron. Let me explain why. Uh, it's like a 180 degree difference between those two W last names, Weathers and Waldron. And let me explain why. Weathers, former first rounder, seventh overall pick, given the world, father was a big leaguer. I'm not saying it was handed to him, but I'm saying like, you know, large signing bonus. You'll have opportunities, obviously, um, to fail, but still fall forward because you're a seventh overall pick and they want to see you perform. And, you know, right. It uh, validates the general manager and the, and the farm system and your scouting director and, you know, they want to see you succeed if they're giving you multiple millions of dollars and you're the seventh overall pick. You're trying to hit on seventh overall picks and 37th rounders, who really cares? But Weathers has been given opportunity time and time again now for multiple years. He's not taking advantage. He's just not. And he's not helping you win. And it's no matter how they use him. And he hasn't been good. So, like, what's the definition of insanity? We've seen this play out. It hasn't been good. Why would you expect it to be any different for Ryan Weathers? Now, give it time. I'm not quitting on Ryan Weathers. He's 24. 23 or 24 it's not time to quit i think he'll have success somewhere and you, you can already see how this plays out they'll sell low on him he'll get traded he'll be a, a serviceable piece of a rotation for 10 years so you can see how that's going to play out so i wouldn't quit on ryan weathers i really wouldn't but i think he needs a period of time in the minor leagues i think the last time he pitched bob melvin it was asked like hey what went wrong for ryan was a fastball command i mean you can't just throw a fastball right over the heart of the plate and expect not to get hit and his last time out he had, he had like six hits in the first inning all on fastballs. So we've seen that. So he needs time to work on a myriad of things. Waldron, on the other hand, from this multi-million dollar seventh overall pick to a guy that signed for $5,000 that you would never imagine in a million years would ever sniff the big leagues, especially with a, with a 70 RA in AAA, working on a knuckleball of all things. What? There aren't even knuckleball pitchers in the big leagues anymore. And he's the one that gets the call, not Ryan Weathers. Um, is it an indictment on Weathers? I don't actually think it is. It's it's more like, hey, it's the here and now. We've seen Weathers here recently. The next time we see Ryan Weathers, I want to see him having built off a consistent stretch of time in AAA where he's building confidence and becoming a pitcher that they're going to need him to be in the big leagues. I don't know if it's going to happen in AAA or not. AAA is a house of horrors for pitchers. 
the PCL specifically, not the International League out east, but the PCL out west is an absolute disaster. Look at the ERAs of Padres starters, relievers right now in the PCL. There's there's a ton of guys with ERAs pushing 10, including Jay Groom, who had a good spring shoot. Julio Tehran had an ERA of six, I want to say, in AAA, and he's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now with the Milwaukee Brewers. So maybe it's not the most amazing indicator, and we'll see what Matt Waldron is able to do um, tomorrow for the Padres. But that's what I would say about Weathers. It's like, we've played that game, you know? We've played... Oh, oops, my bad. Is everyone still here? (laughs) Please confirm, please confirm that this YouTube stream is still going. Someone confirm that you can see me. Hello? Am I here? My bad. I remember my first time, exactly. Um, you guys got me, right? Okay, all good. Thank you, Sapphire. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Quan. Um, probably is Jim. Thank you, Big Island. Thank you, guys. Um, seriously, probably was. I mean, for everything, and again, John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show, kind of a reset. Uh, appreciate your subscriptions. Doesn't cost you a dime. Appreciate your supers. Does cost you a dime, but a good way to support our work and to interact and to, um, again, kind of alter the direction of the show on this um, on this Friday evening. To have a brief conversation on the state of the organization with A.J. Preller running it right now, because you guys have heard the dynamic play out. I mean, Jim is super critical. And by the way, I think it's with good reason and warranted, and I think a lot of our viewers are as well, and I think a lot of Padres fans are as well. And I wouldn't tell you not to be super frustrated with the general manager. I just wouldn't. But I draw a line between you know, failure and uh, frustration to, well, let's first of all see how this plays out. I need to let this thing play out because I've seen teams in similar spots overcome similar hurdles in recent years, so we'll see. But with all that being said, I think if there's an indictment on Preller, it remains his inability to provide depth across um, pitching and position, you know, and hitting, right? Offense and, and pitching because it's like you've had Brandon Dixon as a fourth outfielder right you've i mean your starting pitching has been healthy and you need a starting pitcher for a spot start you're pitching a guy with a 70 ra in triple a that's a knuckleballer right i mean your dhs are veterans that are you know showing their age you know you don't have a lot of talent in the high level of the minor leagues right now in terms of prospect talent um your your prospect capital is a couple years away so it's just it's not a balanced system you got guys at the lower levels. You got stars at the highest level here in the big leagues. But you don't have the depth you typically expect from a team that was contending for a World Series. And maybe that's why they're not contending for a World Series right now. They're hoping to put themselves in position where they can vie for a playoff spot in the second half of the year. So, yeah, I mean, it's left a lot to be desired. I mean, oftentimes with Preller, I think, listen, has it left the ticket sales? Yeah, I mean, they've sold a lot of tickets. They're going to set a franchise record for sellouts. They'll draw over 3 million fans. I think Eric Gruppner said today, they're expecting 56 or 57 sellouts this year. It, it's um, a complete success at the box office. But it's about more than that. I think Padres fans are concerned about winning. And, and I think they're excited about, I mean, this, it's a team of stars. People like stars, right? I mean, we all get enamored by shiny objects. I love Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I really do. I, he's, he's one of my, 
honestly, he's could be you know my most favorite player ever. He's just so dynamic. Um, and I, I, you know, I really enjoy um, watching Manny Machado play. It hasn't been a good year. Juan Soto, I think, is a star who's young. Um, Xander Bogarts, we'll see. But so, I mean, you love the stars, and it's led to ticket sales, but it hasn't led to winning. And at the end of the day, he'll be judged on winning, I would think. I don't think he's going to be judged on ticket sales. I mean, what is Peter Seiler trying to accomplish? Butts and seats or World Series rings or both? And I think you win a World Series. You're obviously putting butts and seats. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Again, has it been a perfect tenure for A.J. Preller? Of course not. Has it been a roller coaster? Yeah. Have there been more downs than ups? Yes. Should we let it play out, I think, this year? Yeah, I think we have to. I mean, what other choice do we have? What other? I have no clue, Zach. Great super. I, I Where is Cole Hamels? I, I have no idea. I'll, I'll, um, I'll Google search because I have absolutely no idea. Um, I don't think there's anything. I have no clue. I haven't seen anything since like March on Hamels. So I'm assuming we're not going to see him, right? I mean, there's no way. There's just no way. But this is, this is what we're talking about, Zach. We're grasping at straws. We're Matt Waldron's and Ryan Weathers and Jay Grooms and Cole Hamels. Like th- this is the options. I mean, you had Julio Tehran, and he's walked and become one of the you know top ten pitchers in the National League. So, you know, that's pretty damning. And now all of a sudden you look at the trade deadline, which is over a month away, and you can't even hone in at this point. You just got to play better baseball. But if you if you did hone in, if we could fast forward a month. And they were, let's say, you know, two games out of a wild card spot. I would be looking at starting pitching depth. I think I would, even though my starting pitching has been really good. And I like, you know, I like the makeup with Waka and Musgrove and Darvish and the way Snell has pitched. I mean, I, I like that a lot. I think the starting pitching is a reason why if they get into the playoffs, they've got, you know, the two, three, four starters you need. The offense we have seen at times gives you hope. The bullpen we've seen primarily this year gives you a lot of hope. So there's there's some indicators and things you really like there and then there's like what if they have a starting pitching injury whoa that'd be a problem a big one and what if they have to manage the innings of of seth lugo what if they have to manage the innings of michael waka what if you darvish doesn't have you know as good of a year this year as he had in 2022 pretty likely right now his era is uh you know four and a half or wherever it is so good point i think your overall point zach is like we're asking about cole hamels you know i think we might be in trouble this isn't 2008 you know this is 2023 you're a long way removed from cole hamill's you know pitching a world series um alex thank you for the super chat he says matt waldron equals tyler gilbert no no in debut can you imagine well one thing i do know is waldron's going to be able to eat innings i mean if it's going well it's going well and by the way he's not a i don't think he's i don't know enough i have a way to kind of look at some scouting reports um I'm going to pull one up right now. I can't pull it up on screen, but let me just quickly look at, I don't think he's primary knuckle or solely knuckle. You know, there's guys that over the last 20 years have been, you know, converted knuckleballers that will throw 90% knuckle. I don't know if he's doing that or not right now. Maybe someone here in the chat has a better feel for it than I do. Um, let me look at his 2023 reports if I have them. Um, okay, he's, he pushed. Okay, so he was using it in 2021 70% of the time. Like that, that's when a, a knuckleball pitcher sh- is going to use it. You know, some guys will work in a knuckle and it's like one of four pitches, but that's not a knuckleballer. So when I hear knuckleballer, and that's what they're calling Waldron, 
I'm thinking you're throwing it three out of every four pitches. Um, and like there was a report, was it 2021, 2022? Like the, like the, his grade on the knuckleball was really high. Like his scout grade on his knuckleball was really, really high. But then you look at the results and, you know, he's not getting them in terms of, you know, holding down the opposition. Um, let's see. Has Walshin got more cover? Yeah, he, he was using it over 70% of the time in 2021. So I don't see a report from, from the last two years. I got to assume if he's a knuckleballer, he's throwing it a lot. So it's, it's going to be fascinating to see. Here are some things to keep an eye on. Run game can be a challenge with the knuckleball pitcher. Catching, calling a game can be a challenge with a knuckleball pitcher because you don't solely throw knuckleballs, but you throw primarily knuckleballs. That can make it a hard game to call. So if you're Gary Sanchez who catches tomorrow, like be prepared. And the movement, obviously. I mean, that's the whole point, the movement of the pitch. So be prepared for a level of awkwardness at times. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to watch. I, you know, I don't know if it's must-watch, but, you know, a knuckleball pitcher in the big leagues, kind of compelling because it's something you don't see every every single day. Um, but to Alex's point, it's like, well, if you throw a knuckleball, you can throw 200. There's no such thing as a pitch count with a knuckleball pitcher. Who cares? And I don't know what he's been doing in the minors. But obviously, in the minors, not throwing a mazillion pitches. But I want to say he's been working deeper into games his last three or four outings. So he's built up. He, he'll give you whatever. Hey, listen, if he happens to go six hitless innings, he'll get a seventh inning because I don't care what the pitch count is. 26-year-old, you're fine. Throwing a knuckleball, you're fine. You can keep you can keep throwing. Uh, Alex, thank you again. He says, uh, get please sack, let me able to fix him like he did in Cleveland. Um, interesting. Interesting in terms of a possibility. Um, I haven't even done the deep dive, if I'm being honest, Alex, on what's going to be available from a starting pitching perspective for the Padres. Um, to take on a project's the wrong word, but to take on like a veteran that isn't an ace, I think is going to be a possibility, right? Because of what they have in their system, because of what they have in their rotation right now, because of their payroll. I mean, you wouldn't think they're going out and trying to get, you know, frontline starting pitching. They're not going to be getting frontline one, one, a ACE type starting pitching. And by the way, I don't know. If, I don't even know if they need it with the way Blake Snell's pitching. Michael Walk is pitching. Joe Musgrove is pitching and you Darvish is capable of pitching. So go find a three, four, five starter that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. That's a rental and see if you can get more out of him than maybe he got in his previous stop. That's the way I would look at it. Um, I think it's probably too early to hone in on a name. I think it's the time of the year where you hone in on what you're trying to accomplish. For example, you need an outfielder. Well, do you need a center fielder or a right fielder? Because are you prepared to move Tatis to center? Um, if Christian doesn't stick with this club through the second half, things like that. But I don't think you're yet honing it. I don't know if you're calling on players yet. In June, I mean, maybe you're putting feelers out there and flyers out there. You know, I, I guess that would be a possibility. Um, okay, guys, I'm going to get back to the chat and the show in a moment. Do want to remind our viewers about our great partners here on the wrap up show, including our friends at Aura. I told you about Mark Nimitz and Farmers Insurance. I need to tell you about my buddy Will, the co founder of Aura, ORA.organic. He's a San Diegan, he is a lifelong Padres fan. He is the founder of Aura. And they have offices right here in San Diego, in Liberty Station. And if you go to ORA.organic, or if you click the link in the description down below, you can get all the information you need. You can shop as you watch or listen to the wrap-up show at ORA.organic. They are all plant-based products from Aura, all plant-based nutritional supplements. So they are healthy. They are affordable, by the way. And if you're concerned about your health, if you're looking to get healthier, 
If you're looking to feel better, make sure to check this out because they've got probiotics. I've been telling you guys about probiotics. You need to take one. If you're not, you should be. I'm telling you, you should. Digestion, heart health, mental clarity. You will feel the value and the benefit of a probiotic if you're not taking one. I suggest Aura. They have pre-workout supplements. They have proteins for after workouts. They have omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, and I think a lot of you probably are, if you're taking a fish oil, take an omega-3 oil from Aura. They have sleep pills and immunity pills and something for everyone. So if you support our channel, if you want to support a local San Diego-based business, please check them out, ORA.organic. And Will, as always, thank you for your support, your longtime support of the wrap-up show. And guys, seriously, thank you for your support of our partners. Without your support of our partners, we're unable to provide this content day in and day out. Um, okay, let's see here, guys. Just, you know, I want to, I, I typically do this at some point during a show. And again, wrap up show Padres over the Nats 13 3. Please subscribe if you're here. And uh, thank you for the super chats. Really do appreciate them. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Um, you know, you just run through a box on a night like tonight, and it's kind of fun to do it because you see Hassan Kim lead off home run, two for five, three RBIs. Fernando Tatis, three for four, three runs scored in a walk. I mean, holy moly. Um, Juan Soto, two for three, two walks, OPS up to 933. Homers is going to the opposite field, had three RBIs. It's like a perfect night. Machado, 0 for four with an RBI ground out. Bogarts, two for five. Very encouraging with the two month slump that he's been in. Sat Thursday. Homers here tonight, just the second home run since April. Gary Sanchez cooling off at a big hit yesterday, 0 for three. Jake Cronenworth encouraging. A couple of hits, a couple of runs scored. Nelly Cruz had two RBIs in this game. And Trent Christian batting out of that number nine spot was two for three. Batting average over 200. I don't know if we should celebrate that, but it is. It hasn't been over 200 much in the last two years. OPS pushing 700. I think you could live with 700 OPS, 225 batting average out of your number nine hitter. But we're going to need to see more consistent production out of guys like Machado and Bogarts. I can live with the Grishams. If give me a little bit more, I can live with it. I'll be honest with you. I can live with it. I just need more out of Machado and Bogarts. That, that's what I need. And if I get more out of Machado and Bogarts and I get comparable production, I don't even need identical production from Tatis and Soto, I'm going to feel good about my chances in the second half. I'll take my chances if I get real production out of those four players. I get the starting pitching I've gotten. I've got Josh Hader in the back end. I might get Robert Suarez back. I have some positives, right? I have some positives, but um, more worried about Machado and Bogarts than I am Grisham. I just am. And, and by the way, you know Machado and Bogarts are two players, and Grisham is one. Machado and Bogarts are at the top of the lineup. Grisham isn't. Machado and Bogarts are. You know you, ha- you have to plug them in. You have no other option. They have to play, obviously. Um, so let's see. And I'm not quitting on Manny Machado. I, I know it's it's easy. You look up and you're like, oh, seven eleven OPS. Oh. No power. I'm not going to quit on him. I mean, what what purpose does it serve? I'll quit. You can quit on some of these other dudes. If you want to quit on Trent Grisham, go ahead. I could care less. <laughs> yeah, I've quit on him before. I'm not going to quit on Manny Machado, and I know it's been a really bad half a year. Huh? I would say it. He would say it. I was, you know, there was something we talked about today on John and Jim, and maybe some of you guys were with us, maybe some weren't, so I'll, I'll refresh. Um because Jim's been talking about this. Like Machado hasn't really been the one to take accountability with the public, right? Oh, it's baseball. There's a long season in front of us. Let's see where the numbers are at the end of the year. That's basically what he said. I thought it was a really pointed question today from Marty Caswell in the clubhouse before the game where she asked him specifically, um, 
you know, do, do the coaches bear some of the responsibility for your collective offensive struggles? That was the, the premise of the question. And Manny said, you know, he said it, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, he said, no. I mean, the, 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 the answer was essentially no. He said it in a much longer way. And now he said, listen, they're doing everything they can. If anything, they're, they're going above and beyond. They're up till three or four in the morning trying to figure this out. They're giving us game plans and scouting reports that we should be take, taking advantage of. It is on us. When the lights turn on after our pregame preparations, which we're doing everything we can, when it's 7.05 or 6.40 or whenever the first pitch time is, it's on us to perform, and it's not on the hitting coaches. It was almost like a, a vote of confidence for the staff. I didn't feel like it was for Melvin. Melvin's fine. Melvin's not going anywhere. We... Everyone says fire Melvin, right? When they lose tomorrow, fire Melvin. He's not going anywhere, if we're being honest. But there's been real conversation over these three months about the Ryan Flaherty's and about the whomever the hitting coaches are and offensive coordinators. And, you know, is it the right group? But at the end of the day, and A.J. Preller's made change after change at hitting coach, so of course he could make another change at hitting coach. But I kind of like the vote of confidence from Manny Machado where he's like, you know what? they're doing what they can. Like they're not in the batter's box and we're paid to perform and we haven't performed. And it's kind of the first time we've heard that from Machado this year in that ilk or light in that setting. And sometimes you can catch Machado and you, you get that type of a- answer. And then other times, you know, he'll, he'll be more combative when, when asked a question like that, but it was a really good question from Marty. And I thought it was a really insightful answer from Manny. And my guess is you can find it by searching for Marty Caswell's YouTube channel because she's got all types of content pregame and postgame. So if you support our work, um, I'd appreciate the support of our colleague, Marty Caswell at San Diego Sports 760. She's got her own YouTube channel as well. So yeah, I found that, I found it interesting. Um, And you know, yeah, sure. He goes over four tonight with an RBI ground. Hasn't been a good year. I, I don't know specifically what it is. Has not been a good year. Um, is it hand-related? It broke, right? Is it back-related? It's been bothersome. Is it something else? I, I don't know. But I also don't buy into the ridiculous narrative of he got, uh, you know, the cliche would be fat and happy, right? Building a house in Coronado who doesn't care anymore. I mean, he we had already had a $300 million deal. This has not impacted his life. If you had a $300 million deal you're and you get another 300 million dollars who cares you had 300 million dollars like I, I doubt like his life has been made he was already made he's already been paid hundreds of millions of dollars i think he's i think he's fine financially i don't think i think he's in it i think the the two things that manny machado hasn't done in his career maybe three mvp individual accomplishment i think that falls second and short of world series championship and then ultimately he's got to get to the hall of fame and of course wants to get to the hall of fame i think even with this year's pacing for the hall of fame um you know this can't be the second half of his career he's got a long long time in front of him he can't do this for a decade like pools but if this is an aberration half season or full season that doesn't discount manny machado's hall of fame consideration and it doesn't put him outside of mvp consideration for next year for example and it doesn't take away his chances of still winning a world series at some point during this lengthy deal with the padres but you know he's an interesting player I think at times he can be misunderstood. I think he's absolutely, by and large, enamored by San Diegans and Padres fans. Um, he can be somewhat polarizing, even locally. I think nationally he's completely polarizing. I think he cuts through in baseball like few players do. Um, I've enjoyed watching him over the last, is it his fifth season in a Padres uniform? 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 it is. I mean, it's been, it's been, it's provided us a lot of content and a lot of really 
spectacular moments offensively, defensively. He's been in the postseason multiple times. I mean, it's it's hard to be critical of the overall performances we've seen, but there have been moments in there. Second half of 2019, the collapse in 2021. I don't put on Machado, but he was on the team, and the team collapsed, and he was the guy making $30 million. And what do I always say? Heavy is the head that wears the crown, you know? Um, yeah, I, I am because I'm doing this solo. <laughs> so if, if there's a, if you have another suggestion, great friends for the way I should be doing this show. Um, I can't take calls. Um, so if you have another suggestion for how we should be doing it, please let me know. And if you, if you have a way that you would like to do the show, um, if you can join me, I would love to have you join me as well. Uh, while we have a moment, guys, um, always want to Remind you about our great partner here on the wrap-up show. That would be our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. They've got a great contest going on right now called the Seventh Inning Stretch. It's at underdogfantasy.com or on the Underdog Fantasy app. All you got to do is draft your major league team, and they're going to set your lineup every week. There are no waivers or trades. Set it and forget it, folks. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, $7 to enter, 30 k to first place, hundred fifty grand in prizes. You can sign up now through July 14th. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. And again, they've got the best ball drafts going on each and every day. In addition to that, they've got the daily pick'ems, which are super fun and easy to win you can go two for two and win. You can go two for three and win with insurance. So, for example, you're looking at underdogfancy.com right now. If you look at Major League Baseball games for tomorrow, let's scroll down to the Padres and see what's going on in this Padres game for tomorrow, what's available at underdogfancy.com. Juan Soto higher than eight and a half fancy points against Josiah Gray. Soto's scorching hot. I'll go higher. Um, Joey Manessis, it's impossible to say against Matt Waldron what the hell is going to happen, so I'll stay away there. Um, we usually play the higher on Otani, um, which is always fun to do. So you go two for two, you win. I mean, listen, you put you know, a $20 wager in, it pays 60 bucks going two for two. So three to one, just going two for two on simple higher or lower, um, you know, daily fantasy. Pick them contests going on right now. So pick them and drafts going on right now at Underdog Fantasy or UnderdogFantasy.com. Use promo code PODRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Um, all right, guys. Let's see here. What else have we missed on? What have we missed on tonight? And uh, again, if you want to make if you want to make sure I see your comment, do appreciate the supers. You can get them in here over the next handful of minutes. I'll make sure to get to your supers, like this one from uh, J.D. Gatcha that I'll pull up in a moment. But again, if you're here, subscribe. Uh, live or on replay, thank you for your support of the wrap-up show. All right, J.D. Gatcha switching the conversation to basketball for a moment. Um, I'll entertain it, J.D., because it's a super. Um, can't spend too much time on it, but he says, shout-out for San Diego State's Nathan Manson, UCSB's Miles Norris, two-way contracts with Charlotte and Atlanta, respectively. Good day for San Diego fans. Norris went to Helix High School. Very cool. Thank you, J.D. I wasn't fully aware of Miles Norris, so that is super cool. Nathan Mensa, um, one of the great Aztecs, Rim protector, member of the national championship team last year, uh, signing an Exhibit 10 deal, by the way, not a two-way contract. He'll have a chance to earn a two-way contract in training camp. 
will be in the summer league coming up in July. Um, very cool story. I think there's two other Aztecs, by the way, that have a chance to play in summer league and probably will in Matt Bradley and Adam Seiko. But thank you, JD. I uh, do appreciate that. Super. Um, there's another super here from JD. <laughs> okay. We said Stun Mensa, Norris, and Timmy all went undrafted. Mensa and Timmy's accolades, Norris's size and scoring ability. I figured they'd at least go second round. JD, thank you again. Uh, game has changed, man. I mean, there's not a lot. The, the, that interior pounding center, the Adama Sinogo, the Nathan Mensa, uh, the Drew Timmy, right? That inside 15 foot game is not as relevant for whatever reason in the NBA as it was 30 years ago with Patrick Ewing. And and Shaquille O'Neal, as this has now become the the NBA NBA show. Um, absolutely, I would love to. Thank you, great friends. Uh, is it story time with John Schaefer right now? I'll give you a great one. I think I've told it on the radio. Yeah, I probably have even said it on the wrap up show because it was during. Yeah, it was basically in baseball season. Um, first of all, Ted's been great to me. I've worked with him for the last six years on Aztecs football and, ba- and basketball, um, and the longer I work with him, the more like he has shared like just some of these unbelievably entertaining stories. Everyone knows Ted's one of the great storytellers in the history of broadcasting, sports broadcasting, certainly. Um, but this past year in Orlando in the NCAA tournament, Aztecs played Charleston in the first round. And, you know, Aztecs hadn't won an NCAA tournament game since 2015. So they beat Charleston in a really good game. And I think Ted took the bus potentially back with the team and i was doing post game and i ubered back to the team hotel that's exactly what happened and i'm in the uber and it's in the afternoon because they had played earlier in the day right after virginia had lost to Furman on that buzzer beater which was spectacular that happened right in front of me and uh, i get a text from ted who says ruth chris tomorrow night on me and i was so like grateful i said i really appreciate you thinking of me but i, I really i i can't go i'm, I'm a vegetarian I'm not going to waste your money, Chris. I mean, it's a steakhouse. I'm not going to go as a vegetarian. And I'm kind of a pescatarian. And he wrote back immediately. He's like, they have fish. I insist. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to turn down Ted. I mean, it's a very generous offer. It's very kind. Plus, it's Ruth Chris. It's awesome. So um, that next, was it that night? It must have been that night. It was that night. It was an afternoon game. So a couple hours later, we all go to Ruth. It might have been the next night. It was the next night. It was between games um, before the Furman game. And the next night, out at dinner, Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Orlando, Florida. And, um, you know, I had never been with Ted in that setting. I've always been with him, like, in the sports setting, traveling, but then like, but just kind of one-on-one or more like a one-on-one setting. And he was just unbelievable and just um, so personal. Everyone knows his, his personality and, like, how personable he is, but just story after story. And he's tying generation to generation. That's the thing that's incredible to me. Because he's going back multiple generations because he's in his 70s. So he's going back to his time as a child, like in New York, to his time working with Jerry Coleman. And then Jerry, of course, is tied back additional generations. So you're, you're covering like the, like, you know, 100 years of baseball history because Ted's telling stories of guys that were 30 years older than him. So it's just for me, that's like a kid in candy store stuff. I mean, I grew up obviously a diehard baseball fan. And to hear Ted telling, you know, stories from his time in New York and his time, Shoot, he spent time in Philadelphia to, you know, his last 40 plus years in San Diego, time with the Aztecs, time with the, I mean, it's just unbelievable, you know, for me, who like came up as a broadcaster, nowhere near of the regard of Ted, obviously, because I've never called anything in the big leagues, but that was always my dream, right? To get to the big leagues, call games, be a play-by-play broadcaster. That's always been my passion and my dream. So for me, I mean, I'm just, I mean, that's unbelievable. 
you know, having those opportunities. So uh, I've been very fortunate to have an opportunity to work with Ted over the last, um, well, this August will be my seventh season doing games with Ted, believe it or not. Time flies. Um, I love this idea. You know, I, I think people kind of laugh at it and they're like, no, it's not going to happen. I asked Kevin AC point blank today. He said, no, won't happen. They've moved on. Um, it was a good run. You know, he, he likes obviously Will. I, I think a lot of Padres fans, I think the way it ended with Will, people were really high in Will Myers. And it was a interesting relationship with the fan base and his tenure in San Diego. Did he live up to the contract? No. I mean, you know, so it wasn't an amazing run. But there were some amazing moments. 2020 postseason against the Cardinals comes to mind. I say, why not? I mean, as a fourth outfielder or as a DH option, I'm not opposed to it. Maybe there's a lightning in a bottle situation. It costs you nothing. You bring them home. Maybe there's a good clubhouse dynamic. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Who cares? Who cares? Um, so I'm not opposed to it. Maybe some people are. Maybe I'm missing something. I get it. You can't, you know, you can't always come home or whatever the hell the saying is. I'm terrible with sayings, right? Can't go home again, maybe. Um, but sometimes you can in sports. Sometimes you can. So sports are funny. Sports are funny. Just because Will Myers didn't hit in Cincinnati doesn't mean he can't hit somewhere else. Um, so never say never is what I would say. Kevin Acey basically said no. Um, but I'm kind of I'm pro flyer on Will Myers. I really am. I, I, I don't really see a negative to taking a flyer on Will Myers. You know? Uh, now, Eric Hosmer, I'm not bringing back. Um I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, I have two crowns, Johnny. Uh, do you really want me to do that? In front of the silver one. The silver one's all the way in the back. The two in front of the silver one. They're not like the color of my teeth because the silver ones are from when I was a kid. I think they look pretty good. It still feels kind of awkward, Johnny. You know, like when you bite down, you have me bite down. I, th I think the side that they worked on is still like higher. Like it still feels weird. I don't know if it's just because day one or like they're going to have to go back. Or he's like, come to test drive it. I'm like, test drive. What does that mean? It's a tooth. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. You might have to like what, shave it down or something. Um, dude, it was not bad. I I'm not kidding. Like, it, this is the worst connotation in the world. Those two words together, root canal. I was so nervous. I'm like, just get it over with, whatever. I was looking forward to the day because that meant I could then get it behind me. And it was like 25 minutes. And it was nothing. I've had worse, like, dental, like, cleaning or exam, like, experiences. I'm like, way worse than this thing. They numb me up. I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. Not some crazy drilling or anything. It's like a specific area. I mean, it's a little different than a typical clean. It was a little different, but I'm telling you, this was not a bad experience at all. Like as far as dental experiences go, I was like shocked. Now, and I asked that specifically, like, why? Like, what's the deal? Like, are some root canals way worse than others? Like, well, that's kind of like back in the day stuff. Like they know how to numb it properly and, and in the exact localized area and they know what they're doing. So it really, um, I was shocked. I was utterly shocked that it wasn't worse. Um, but does it feel like you have a dead plastic tooth or something? No. Well, then they, after the root canal, Django, they put a temporary like crown on for like seven days. And then I put the crown on. They had the crown put on today. So, no, I mean, it felt, I mean, it, my mouth was sore for a day or two. I took some, yeah, I had to take like Advil or whatever it was for a couple of days. But honestly, like the procedure itself, like, dude, 
I'm never worried. I'm not going to worry about a root canal. I mean, it's not ideal. I don't want it. It costs money. Um, so it wasn't ideal. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't cheap, but like in terms of the actual experience, actual experience was, was way better. I mean, night and day better stuff. Like, I don't know if there's anything else like that in life or like the connotation, your thought process in your head is like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. And then you actually experience it. Like that's nothing like I thought it was going to be. That, that was my experience of the root canal. It really was as if anyone cares. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, okay. A couple of things, guys, before you guys get out of here, some housekeeping, so to speak, I want to pull it up one more time. If you are here, um, our friends at FOCO have the limited edition Charlie Brown peanuts, big head bobblehead, 10% off using wrap up show 10 is the promo code in all caps, wrap up show one zero in all caps, 10% off your entire order. This will sell out. How do I know it? Because they're previous Snoopy bobblehead that we promoted sold out. I think we've promoted six of their bobbleheads. Five have sold out. Okay. So the full transparency is the one available bobblehead that we've promoted for them. I think there's actually two. There's the Machado pre-order Mexico City series bobblehead. The other two sold out. And then there's the Machado big head bobblehead that has not yet sold out that we've promoted for them as well. Outside of that, this thing sold out, the Tatis bobblehead we promoted, the Soto Silver Slugger, the Snoopy, the City Connects have sold out that we promoted, both Tatis and Soto. These things go quickly. They are great gifts, presents for the Padres fan in your life. So it might seem silly, like, do I need a Charlie Brown Peanuts Big Head bobblehead in my life? Well, someone you know does, and there's 150 of them, and once they're gone, they're gone. Limited edition, 10% off. Use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10 in all caps. By the way, if you're wondering how to get here, click the link. It's pinned in the uh, top of the live chat. So click the link that is pinned in the top of the live chat right now. Um, all right, guys. Um, I'm, some, some people say I'm not Jim. <laughs> people confuse me, um, me and Jim, all the time. Uh, what about that hat? Since we're a little bit off topic, I got five minutes. You know, Jim's always trying to run. I got five minutes. It's Friday night. My dog's sleeping. He's no longer coughing. Um, Parks and Normal, guys. And we've talked about Parks and Normal before. Huge supporters of the channel. Amazing company. San Diegans, locally based. They do incredible work. Parksandnormal.com. Um, I got so many of their caps because they're unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, the craftsmanship, the quality. It's unbelievable. Snapbacks, fitteds. Um, love their stuff. I got Aztec stuff. I got Padre stuff. Um, amazing company, amazing company, parksandnormal.com. I would recommend it to anyone highly um, every single day of the week, including Friday night. Um, how many Parks and Normal hats do I have or hats in general? Hats in general, I probably have, ask my, I'm no joke in my closet, I probably have 50 and I've had to get rid of 50 because of my wife. Um, I'd say 50. How many Parks and Normal caps do I have? I'd say 20. 15. Um, but I'm, a, I've always been enamored by hats always because I've never really been as much of a sneaker guy as a hat guy. Cause they like bother my feet, <laughs> but I've always loved caps always. So parks, no, I'm like, dude, parks, normal is like the greatest company ever. Like this company is like made for me. Um, so seriously, check them out. Uh, that, you know, we don't have, an, you know, we're just supporters. We're supporters of their, of theirs. They're supporters of ours. So I'd love if you guys 
supported them, checked them out. Um, you see these caps all around San Diego. You see them at Padres games. These are just it's just mom and pop stuff. They're just doing it for the love. Um, kind of like <laughs> the work we do night in and night out. You know, they just do it because they want to interact with Padres fans and San Diegans. Alex, thank you. Um, they're a guy I know, SD Hack guy has a room of them. Okay, yeah, I know SD Hack guy. Um, yeah, like like a room of hats or a room of Parks and Normal hats. Um, I mean, the thing is with hats, like shoes, you could literally, yeah, you could have a room of hats, you could have a room of shoes. I mean, you can never have too many. I mean, I'm, my wife's always yelling at me because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get that hat. She's like, what do you mean you're going to get that hat? I'm like, I'm going to get that hat. I just, I just love hats. Um, so, especially like doing this night in and night out, I like switching up. You know, I, and you know me, I'll get carried away with the same hat for like a week. It could be two weeks, or I switch up. A hat. I'll have like six different hats for six different days. Um, so, just depends. Just depends. Um, let's see here. Does Jim do a show? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess at the end of the day, to kind of put a bow on the show tonight is. Like we've said a lot this year, there have been good moments um, and there have been good games and there have even been good back-to-back games. But have there been good weeks? Not a ton. Have there been good stretches? Not really. And have there been winning streaks like what Cincinnati has done, like what the Giants had recently done? You know, not to, listen, 12-game winning streaks don't grow on trees. You know, you can easily go years without 10, 12-game winning streaks. You could still win the World Series. But man, if there was ever time for one, right? If there was ever time for one, wouldn't now be it would just be spectacular if you could run into, and I, you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. I'm not even asking for 12. Give us half that. Take that right now. Take six straight. Changes everything. Changes everything. If the Padres can win six consecutive games, get a couple of games over 500, I think we're going to look at it a lot differently. Um, but there's a long way between here and there because they haven't done it. Not once. For 80 games, can they do it? It's set up nicely. Washington followed by Pittsburgh. And then from there, it'll get more challenging. But it's it set up nicely. We'll see about tomorrow. Josiah Gray for the Nats. Um, again, Waldron making his big league debut for the Padres, the knuckleballer. Um, cross your fingers. I mean, you know, have good thoughts. Hopefully it works out. He doesn't have to be perfect with the way this offense has played the last couple of days and been at home here over the last uh, homestand or two. But um, I'm with you, Rocket. Good win tonight. But if they could you know, turn this into you know 6-1 and one over 7, 6 straight, 10 and 2 over 12. Now we're talking. Then we'd really be talking. Um, they seem overdue for it and overly due for it. Um, so maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming as the calendar is going to flip to July in, uh, in just a week. I mean, we're a week away from June 30th. So just a week and a day away from the 1st of July. Um, guys, appreciate you hanging out tonight. Really do. Um, listen, if you support this channel, would appreciate a couple of things. If you'd subscribe, it means the world to us. If you'd smash the like button. Um, if you enjoy the wrap-up show on YouTube um, and you want to check us out on podcasts, which is the audio-only edition of the wrap-up show, there's a link in the description down below. If you want to support any of our partners, by the way, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, our friend Will at Aura, Underdog Fantasy, you can use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-E-P, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Um, if you want to take advantage of our offer, offers with our friends at FOCO, MLBShop.com, just click the link in the description down below. It's a great way to support what we do. It really is. So we appreciate that. So check out what we have to offer down below. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the wrap up show via podcast, we're going to be back with you on Sunday night. 
Sunday night wrapping up the series and then looking ahead to a road trip through Pittsburgh and then Cincinnati will be utterly bonkers this weekend. You say, what do you mean Cincinnati will be bonkers? They draw like 10,000 people a game. If you haven't been paying attention, start paying attention. They're selling out games and hitting for cycles and playing in front of 50,000 people and they've won 12 straight, but no need to get ahead of ourselves as of yet. We'll worry about that come Friday. Um, did I miss anything here late in the, in the uh, Supers? I did not. I did not. Uh, guys, seriously, thanks for hanging out. We'll be back with you Sunday night for Jim, who's soft and sneezing all day. My name is John. Thanks for supporting the wrap-up show. We'll see you Sunday night. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.